Hello, my name is Taylor Clement, and I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. My name is Katherine Stuffelbaum, and I'm the PE teacher at Kirk Day School. In today's podcast, we're going to talk with Mrs. Stuffelbaum about our new initiative here at Kirk Day School with the question, are you being a good sport? But before we go there, parents, just as a reminder, our goal is to walk with you through issues and give tools and considerations in parenting for topics that our students face each day. Today is no different, and we're going to be talking about discipline. So let's start with an introduction with Mrs. Stuffelbaum here. So, so Catherine, just tell us who are you and what do you teach? I am, I'm Catherine Stuffelbaum and I teach PE. Um, and how long have you been teaching? This is my sixth year teaching and my sixth year at Kirk Day School. How many years does it feel like you've been teaching? <laughs> uh, some days it doesn't feel like very many. Some days it feels you're like ready to retire yeah. yeah yeah so growing up you grew up here in st louis uh you went you're a westminster grad um but you're also a kds grad so can you can you give just a snapshot of <laughs> of your time at kds and we do have yearbook pictures to prove this yeah um no i came to kds new as a sixth grader um so that's always something that i try to be sensitive to when we get kids who are new as sixth graders because I've been through that and it is not easy um, but I definitely have a different appreciation of Kirk Day School being on the teacher side of it than I did on the kids side I don't think I was the best student but what, what was the hardest thing being here as a kid <laughs> uh, math school's hard school's hard yeah you also left Westminster. You went to Sanford University, the greatest the university. Greatest university on the planet. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Catherine and I both were able to attend a wonderful Sanford alma mater, True, founded in 1841, <laughs> it's Howard College. But uh, we we both uh, are very proud Sanford graduates. So if you go into her office or my office, you'll see definitely see that. So. Catherine, what, do you, what would you say right now is the thing that you enjoy most about your job as, as a teacher, the thing that you enjoy most, especially with our students, because you're big on discipleship, you're big on the hearts of our children, uh, but what is it? I mean, every time I go in, you're playing music, there's fun, there's games. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely enjoy the, f I enjoy the style of, the fact that we're a private school and that I can teach kind of whatever content wise I, is nice but that really just more allows for a different type of structure in my class so for me my the best part of my job what I enjoy the most is just the relational aspect I think I'm in a unique spot because I only know our kids in the most social settings that they're in throughout the day and so I see their best and their worst and everything in between um we get a lot of time to talk and kind of work through things and so I definitely enjoy that relationship piece. Yeah so the parents the three areas that typically we will find our kids being in conflict is at lunch, <laughs> at recess, and in PE and so that's part of the reason why we're talking with <laughs> Mrs. Stuppelbaum today or Stuffy as many of you uh, know her from your from your children including my own. So Catherine Talk for a minute, though, about your philosophy of education. A lot of, of teachers, when they come to the interview, that's one of the questions that we ask. But I feel like you teach every student from pre-K through sixth grade. 
you experience the kids in our intensive classrooms, you experience the kids that are gifted, you experience kids who are highly athletic, those that uh, maybe are not <laughs> gifted in athletics as much. So when you're teaching these kids and you're trying to establish that relationship and those relational qualities, what is it that you're, that you're truly trying to accomplish in the midst of a PE class that might have some Lecrae playing or your bowling <laughs> or whatever? Yeah, um, I think my philosophy kind of, like they used to make us write that in college and like I was like how am I supposed to know what my philosophy of teaching is and I think it changes every year depending on what you're dealing with but um, just in general for me it's just trying to put in that effort at the beginning of the year to build that relationship and that trust so that um, you can really get to know them where they are and then it's just for me it's about using sports and using the just this kind of setup of it's loud it's chaotic there's a lot going on but there's also that opens opportunity for conversations and moments where you can like really learn a lot and so for me it's just like trying to meet each kid where they're at and then help them grow individually and just supporting them in that. Where do you see a challenge in that though with our kids maybe that you weren't expecting? Because oh. you have some regular <laughs> challenges, whether it's the little guys that, that yeah. maybe can't control their emotions, it may be the big guys that can't control their emotions. Where, what have been some challenges? Over the years, I think it, it's getting harder um, to build that foundational trust, I think, where um, and really, it's a foundational trust and a foundational respect where, like, a lot of kids feel very comfortable coming to me, and that's the trust piece, and that's great. Um, but where that line is between, like, buddy and teacher is always a little tricky. And then just there is a difference, I've noticed, in, like, just the way kids interact with each other but also with the adults in their lives it's it's getting harder I think too for the things that I say to them to have meaning to them when you say hey the words sometimes don't have as much meaning what would you attribute that to would you say hey this is this is at home this is the sports culture that, that our kids are involved in do you think it's just culture in general it may be generational yeah I, I mean the culture in general that we're dealing with right now is really I just find it more and more tricky to navigate just um, there is not that respect for other people being modeled very well for kids I'm not I don't mean that as far as like just in their families or just at right, school right. but it's they're just pounded constantly with things first of all they're just con there's it's just input all the time and a lot of it is not content that supports loving, respectful, kind kind of behavior. Um, and I think for them, it's such a big deal to kind of be in with whatever the it thing is, you know, and kind of like right. talk the right way and do the right things, which that's very typical, but what that looks like has changed so much. And I think it's hard for them because a lot of our kids are kind and respectful and loving and have sweet, sweet hearts, but there is this weird line that they have to figure out where they're being told that having 
this like tough attitude and challenging everything and like stuff like that is becoming what they think they're supposed to act like I guess. One of the folks that I've heard this year and I've said this on the podcast a couple of times is that our students are becoming much more concerned with what their peers think about them than what their adults think about them. Yes. Now that that can be obvious in a lot of adolescent ways right we've always seen that at the high school middle school level even with with great insecurities and um, and temptations and peer pressure etc but we're seeing this younger and younger Mm -hmm. how have you seen that play out younger and younger yeah I would definitely agree we see it younger and younger but it's uh, I mean it's different for all of them but like with the little little ones preschoolers kindergarten really a lot of it is happening in kindergarten it's like all or nothing we're best friends or we are are not friends and that's like world crushing to them one of the main things that I've noticed across the board as far as elementary goes it's very difficult for them to know how to ask someone to play or to think of a game to play or to challenge maybe what if we played this way instead or to apologize I think like even just apologizing is hard for them saying thank you is hard for that like just that person-to-person interaction there's so much less and less of that that's being modeled for them that you see it affecting their ability to interact well with each other they don't know how to act like make friends or break friends or social tension also I think even in the little ones you can just see it and would you attribute a lot of that just to what what kids are exposed to yeah I think they're just they're overly exposed to everything happening through the phone or through a screen they're overly exposed to it's real trendy to like not care about anything and to like make fun of other people and that's just what they're being flooded with all the time and so even when sweet parents are trying so hard to model kindness and respect and ask somebody can I play with you or like if you see someone who isn't playing with someone like invite them to play like there's so many families that try to do that and all of us as teachers try to do that but I feel like kids are flooded now more than ever with other examples yeah yeah that makes perfect sense so in your classroom and in the gym rather you have the phrase kindness and respect yeah talk to me about the importance of that for your classroom it's something that I have noticed just over the years it's gotten it feels like it's gotten less and less natural for kindness to be the main way to interact with them it's harder for them to be kind to each other I'm not really sure why and I, things were not perfect, you know, in the 90s. I do feel like people had, like, as kids, we had a more n- natural tendency towards being kind. Plenty of people weren't, but it was like, I don't know, you tried being nice first. It just seems to me like it's the reverse now. Kids feel the need to, like, be defensive a lot and mm-hmm. just kind of have, like, walls yeah. up. And so being kind makes you kind pretty vulnerable because it's not the trendy thing really to do and um, so we're just really trying to work on that and I kind of it's become the theme for this year so every Monday 
we start with a new quote about kindness. Um, like one week it was as simple as be nice. <laughs> like that's all it said. Um, and then there's other ones that just have been, it's been cool to kind of talk to them about, you know, like one little piece of kindness can really change somebody's whole day or, you know. So they, they're, res they're responsive to that, but it's become part of teaching for me. Yeah. Teaching them, like, why be nice? What does it mean to yeah. be kind? Not even so much being nice. I think nice and kind get mashed together a lot, but kindness is really more than just being nice because you can be fake nice. Absolutely. <laughs> but being kind is, is a hard thing, and it's a choice, and that's what we're trying to work on. Absolutely, <laughs> trying to transform hearts. There's a, there's a comedian, actually, that came out and with, with kind of a skit and he talks about how when he was growing up if somebody knocked on the front door that they would, all the kids would run to the door and somebody's like hey I just wanted to drop by and you know he talks about how mom would always make coffee and you know they would get out food and they just sit around the table and now somebody knocks on your door like you're telling your kids to get down you think you know <laughs> how do they find us here and you know, so on and so forth, but it does, it, it feels that way sometimes, and I don't know if it's the world's getting more dangerous or exposed to more, but I feel like even even in the home, we become defensive instead of being welcoming and, mm -hmm. and, and thinking that way. I know if somebody knocks on my door, I'm going, why is somebody knocking on my door? Why don't they text me? Right. Or, you right. know, and it, we, we get scared. Or even if someone calls you to talk in person, you're like, that could have been a text message. But I think that's just another piece of it. All of their examples of person-to-person -person interaction, that's getting to be less of a thing for them. And right. so they don't know how to do it. They don't know. <laughs> so you came into my office a few weeks ago, and you were upset. Um, you are just saying, hey, I, I am upset. I'm seeing this as a pattern with our kids. I want to make sure that we can do something to, to help our students. I, I love them enough to, to do this. And you and I basically sat down and worked on the sport plan. And so the mission of our sport plan that we've introduced to our students is kindness and respect in all things to the glory of God. I'll read that again, parents. Kindness and respect in all things to the glory of God. Uh, we've said we've seen a change in population, a change in parenting styles. We've uh, been easing into a change in the way that we function as a school. And we're dealing with a lot of different students and a lot of different worldviews, frankly and we needed a child-centered perspective moving forward and so that's what we really came up with. Um, all right, so the goal out of this was really to provide a common language and practice that can be implemented school-wide so we can ask a pre-Ker, are you being a good sport? We can ask a sixth grader, are you being a good sport? And that has the same connotation and of course we unpacked the, the word sport uh, a little differently and we'll go into that here in a second. But what, what really propelled you to, to come to me and, and say, hey, I want to work on this with you and, and do this? Yeah, I think that something that is true of kids, I think for me as a kid, I felt necessarily the easiest. I had a lot of energy. I got into a lot of things. I, you know, school wasn't my favorite. So there were plenty of conversations that my parents and my teachers and 
everybody. Yeah, sixth grade field day for you. <laughs> yeah, sixth grade field day. I was in in school suspension <laughs> for cheating in math every day for the one year that I went to Kirk Day School. <laughs> hey. So that's cool. And are you um, in charge of field day now? Yes, I there am. There it is. Okay. But all the kids <laughs> know that story, and we use it as a teachable story <laughs> moment. But um, I think this for me came from just remembering a feeling of stability where even when I was in trouble or even not necessarily even in trouble but just like working through something hard that I had to learn because I was a kid my teachers my parents everybody was kind of on the same level mm -hmm. they were they they were all coming from the same spot and they that kind of laid a very stable foundation for me I think where I felt comfortable and I could trust that everyone was trying to help me um even, I, I don't even when you didn't like it though right right and that's the thing like I wouldn't have been able to peg that as a kid like I didn't know that that's what was happening but I can look back on it and see that's something that's very different when I was a kid than what our kids are dealing with right now um and so I just felt like you know kids see opportunities <laughs> and they use them which is not, I mean, that's kind of smart. That's what I did in math, which, you know, doesn't always end well, but that's okay. Um, but when there is an opportunity to get away with something that is more fun or easier or something, kids are going to find that back door and use it, which <laughs> good for them for finding it, you know? Absolutely. But I think we, we were kind of in a place, it felt like, where every teacher was doing their own thing. And a lot of our teachers do really great things as far as just a discipline behavior management kind of situation but I think it will be helpful I hope that it will be helpful um, for them to have the the same exact expectation from all of us like they know that every single one of us in this building holds them to the same standard we've shared it with their parents we hope that parents will use it also um, and the goal is in that to create stability for them because we also know about kids that when you set a standard and you set a bar, they rise to that always. They want to do well. They want to be good people. They want to have friends. Um, and so when you set expectations for them, nine out of ten times, they rise to that occasion, and it's awesome. Um, so I guess that was where it all kind of came from was just giving them some stability, I guess. Um, but it's also hopefully, as it starts with the little people, by the time they're in sixth grade, they can really use this to check themselves. The goal is not just to, you're being bad, here's a consequence, don't do that anymore, because right. it's right. not what we do at school. It's like, you, are a better person than this. This is a choice that you made. Let's do it different. Here's why. And but it's a kid way of doing that. And parents, this is this is what sport means. Uh, we're going to ask kids, are you being a good sport? This means are you being in this moment a servant, a participant, open-hearted, respectful, and thoughtful. And we've backed each of these up with with scripture. So we'll talk for a moment about servant. Servant, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, 
who though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, Philippians 2, 4 through 8. And one of the questions that we want our kids to ask is, when someone falls, are you going to help them pick up? Um, if you see trash, are you going to be able to help clean it up? If a teacher's asking others to be quiet, how can you help in the moment? And that's something that you really were passionate about is you want our kids to begin to display servanthood amongst themselves. You do that often, especially when you're picking up in PE, but this was this was the first thing that came to mind for you when we were doing the sport model. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's being a servant is something that we're called to, but that's kind of a hard thing to explain to kids. And when you're a kid, you know, your whole life is about you and it's supposed to be, which is fine. But um, this kind of just helps them start to look at situations differently. Because if, there, if there's trash on the ground outside and they didn't leave it there, they, I mean, if they didn't make the mess. So it's an understandable thing that they wouldn't pick it up. But when they do and they throw it in the trash, they feel good about that. It was helpful. It is, you know, they've got the back of somebody else who didn't put it where it went. It's supposed to be there, keeping our school nice. Um, so it's just kind of, it's a multi-layered thing in that sense. And then I think just helping them kind of develop an awareness of other people. Yeah. As far as like, like in the gym, there's a kitchen that's like the church kitchen. And right. a lot of people come through the doors with like stuff flying everywhere and they have their hands super full and they need to get into the kitchen. and. A lot of kids will see them, but not necessarily think, oh, I could open the door for them. Right. Or, oh, like, let's stop throwing things over there because <laughs> it might hit them. Um, and so it's kind of just helping them in that moment, try to think about other things a little differently. Yeah, that's great. The second one is participants. We have servant, then participant. Participant comes from Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Questions we want our kids to, to consider is, are you contributing to the classroom conversations in a positive way? Are you helping learning take place? Are you taking this seriously? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And I think we see this a lot in classes. You know, kids, again, going back to what we said earlier, they're going to value their relationship with their peers over the relationship with their teacher. So cracking a joke in class is going to get you more social points than it would than if you were just being obedient with the teacher. And that's something that we really want our kids to think about is how are you participating in class and what are you doing to benefit the learning environment of, of everyone else. Right. The third is, is open-hearted. This comes from John thirteen four. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. Talk about open-hearted, because that's that seems yeah. to me, honestly, the, the outlier of this, um, as far as a word that we don't use as much. Yeah. So. Um, it's actually, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, but it definitely is, like, it's a weird catch point in the whole thing, because I think the kids, I don't know, it's, like you said, it's just a, it's different than the others. But um, being the PE teacher and going to recess every day also is like and last year I worked aftercare so it was like I really saw them at their best and worst and everywhere in between so it's like all through the entire day all social settings um 
and there is a lot of you see a lot of those walls between them um, as far as like kids who are different um, a lot of kids you know do it well or try to um, and this is just hopefully back up for that but there are times where someone is being excluded and uh, the thing I kind of say to them is like if you guys want to play one-on-one -on -one, like just the two of you then you know that's what play dates are for and ask your parents for a play date and that usually goes over pretty well they they get that but the idea is just that at school they're all here and even though we're all different you know learning to appreciate that and and be open to that instead of kind of looking for just your people who are like you and then sticking with them and it, there's a lot of unintentional conflict in this and I think that's where it came from is just like they're not a lot of times they're not trying to be mean to each other and throughout our parent handbook one of the things that we say is that we fully believe theologically that we are image bearers of God exactly. and that our children are thus image bearers and we want our students to see each other as image bearers of the most high God mm -hmm. C.S. Lewis has a quote and I'm paraphrasing here but the holiest thing that your senses will ever experience is to look at the face of another because you're seeing someone that is bearing the Lord's image and that's a really powerful thing the next one is being respectful this comes from Matthew seven twelve. so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Of course, that's also known as the golden rule, but this is one, going back to that defensiveness mm -hmm. that you mentioned, that I do think is difficult for our kids. And one thing that I, I've noticed is that a lot of times what feels like disrespect, especially in a position of authority, children are either A, being blatantly disrespectful and knowing it because they think it's funny and cool, or B, they don't mean to be disrespectful they're just being defensive and yes. they don't they don't see the differentiation between those two of being disrespectful versus just kind of being appalled of like well what am I doing wrong and while I think we could easily say well it all lumps into disrespect that's why we're talking about it right now under yes. this the R of being respectful so we have being a servant being participant being open-hearted and now respectful yeah um this one is big because it's hard it's really hard I think this is probably the area where I've seen the biggest change just in my time as a teacher um, but I've even asked other teachers who have been here longer like it is different right like <laughs> it is harder that's not just me um, and other teachers would agree also um, but I think there are uh, there's plenty of times where it's intentional and this question serves that situation just as well as it does the unintentional um, because a lot of times when they're being disrespectful on purpose they're very much aware of it already this is just a quick check for that um, but for the times when they're not doing it on purpose the goal of this is to have a way to show them that what they're doing is disrespectful and give the, give the opportunity to kind of figure that out um, like a big one for me is when I'm giving instructions and they're, they're just are still talking to each other or like walking away. And I think about it like how I'm very, very loud. I know that. And I say that to them all the time. Like, I know how loud I am and you don't have hearing problems. <laughs> so what is happening? But like, I think about these days, like somebody's talking 
and they're talking a lot and you need to do other things. You can mute yourself so that they think that you're sitting there listening, but then be doing like other things. And it's just, we just, it's such a different time right now. Right. And figuring out how to navigate that for them, I think, is where some of this comes from because they don't necessarily know that it's disrespectful to just keep talking and walk away while someone is talking to you. Right. <laughs> we live in a very, uh, very much a multitasking society. Not so much that we have to worry about, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, but I mean, I, I can listen to an audiobook while I'm driving. I can, you know, uh, do something else while I'm, I'm, you know, often watch a TV show while I'm folding laundry. Well, that's not necessarily new. We have a lot more vehicles to allow us to multitask in different ways, or we can play a game and watch a movie, or we can be on social media and, um, and doing something else. It's, it's definitely distracting. So we've got servant, participant, open-hearted, respectful. Last one is thoughtfulness. This comes from Ephesians 4.32, our school verse for this year. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. And we really want our kids to, to be kind to one another, looking for ways to forgive, looking for them to think of others. But out of that respect, out of the, the other places that we've mentioned, being thoughtfulness, or being thoughtful, excuse me, is, is, a, is a huge key and that's kind of how it all plays out is we're not thinking of ourselves right we're thinking of others and teaching them just I think it's it just goes back to we're living in a different time where we have to teach them to be considerate of other people we have to teach them to think of something outside of themselves where that there may have been a time where that came more naturally to some people um, it's kind of becoming part of what school is <laughs> yeah. teaching them, so. Well, and the thing I'll end on is, is a phrase that you wrote, and you talked about being a partnership school, and I, and I love this because in our mission statement, it clearly says we're, we're here to partner with Christian families. And as a partnership school, you, here's what you said, as a partnership school, we want parents, faculty, and administration to partner together in the nurture and training of the whole child. Mutual respect and understanding is the operational foundation as we seek to love children well and help them grow as individuals in their time at KDS. As a partnership school, our goal is to build trust, respect, and cooperation through humility and prayer as we partner together for the discipleship and discipline of our students. And one of the things that I love about this is number one, discipline does not work if we do not have a partner in it. It doesn't work at my home between my wife and I for our children. But the goal of our discipline is to disciple them closer to Jesus. Exactly. And we always want that for them. And I think that's so much of what you're doing on a daily basis. And I love that. What, what other things would you just want to end this conversation with of saying, hey, parents, you know, hear our heart, hear this. Because you, you really do get to see some, some, <laughs> yes. uh, a, a very broad sweep of our student body. Yeah. I, I try to approach every day this way, but from the moment that they get out of the car, until we put them back in the car, be it aftercare, morning care, half-day carpool, the end-of-the-day carpool, whatever. They, you are trusting us with them. Um, they are ours. In the, I mean, they're yours, but that's not what I'm saying. But it's just like, I view it as they are ours for the time that we have them, however long that is. And, and that's a huge trust thing. Um, but we, you know, we are people. That's where the humility piece, I think, is just, it's so easy 
to get amped up about. There's a reason that we, the that parents feel comfortable trusting us with their kids here. And I think to just kind of have that as a reminder um, and then just approaching situations with that humility of like, what actually happened? <laughs> because yeah. so much happens in a day for for the kids, for the teachers, for the parents. And at the end of the day, when we can approach it as a team, knowing that the end goal is the same for everybody, um, so much more good can be accomplished than when we are not necessarily see like getting along or on the same page. Um, and I think for the kids, just the stability of having the parents and teachers working as a team on their behalf, the impact that that has on them is huge. Yeah. Um, well, and your story really speaks to that. I love <laughs> that you didn't recognize it then, but you do now. Oh yeah, then right? there's, there's tons of those, you know. I mean, it's crazy how many things. You just, you don't know what's happening as a kid, but then you can look back on it and be like, I'm so thankful that I had someone who figured this out so it's like you know just wanting to have their back and help them um, learn some of these things I guess. Catherine thank you thanks for spending time today and just sharing what you're doing and your wisdom you have a lot of it and parents as you come through the school halls look for the sport posters uh, ask your students hey are you being a good sport and we, we wanted to back everything up both missionally of what the, we do as a school but also scripturally, which is what the school is founded upon. So look for that. Um, also continue to send your thoughts, questions. We need it. We want to hear it. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch up with you next time. Thanks.